0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Making the Grave by C. V. Mosby, published in 1917. Sunshine is essential to life. Disease and crime breed and grow where there is darkness. A hopeless individual is already defeated. The poison has entered their soul, and paralyzed their initiative. Pessimism has crowded the lower rungs of life's ladder, and gives plenty of room to those who would go to the top. All successful people are optimists, if they were not, they could not succeed. It is probable that some individuals who revel in pessimism have reached the top, But like barnacles, they have ridden up fastened to the back of other people. In the early days of the United States, Jim Hill was optimistic with reference to the future of the Northwest. To him that land was capable of being converted into the granary of the world. He believed in its future. In his imagination, he saw fields of grain waving golden in the sun. He saw a railroad, reaching across the forest, over the mountain, through the vale, on and on until it touched the tidewater of Puget Sound. He believed in the Northwest, and made the Northwest what it is today. He was optimistic, and his optimism enabled him to make the grade. Healthy, vigorous men and women want to be, and are, Optimistic. But some killjoy comes along on a bright day and says to Molly or John, You are looking badly. Are you feeling all right? These politicians are so corrupt. Don't you just hate them? Did you hear about the wildfire, drought, flood, so and so's accident, etc., etc.? Goodbye to John and Molly's sunshine. They have been hit a solar plexus blow by some old dyspeptic, who should have been confined as a public nuisance long ago. And thus the world goes on. It is easier to condemn than to praise. Easier to kick a ball downhill than to push one up. Homeopathic physicians are good psychologists, for they know that the world would rather be happy than sad. That pessimism is a sign of disease. When the world is black to you, your body becomes a breeding ground for all kinds of ailments. Sane, healthy individuals never go through the day with a frown. Men and women are made invalids and criminals because they lose hope. You try to damn the ebb and flow of the ocean's tide, and you court destruction. Try to damn the great psychic tide in a human life, and you are undertaking something equally as dangerous. People were born to be happy, to be healthy, to rule, to win, and do love. Thwart any of these laws and you beget disease. You beget sorrow. You make men and women cowards, and bring on premature death. After all, what is the use to sorrow? Life flows on in its remorseless way, independent of any thought or act of our own. People are born, marry and die, irrespective of whether you and I smile or frown. But sorrow kills, it paralyzes, and renders you inert. George Crile, the famous surgeon, demonstrated that sorrow reduces the chance of a patient's recovery by more than 50 percent and that fear of an operation literally kills. Sorrow, grief, pessimism have made serfs of women and men. Banish this somber triad and you will add 50 percent to the longevity of life. You will double the value economically of every person and you will increase the percentages of success a thousandfold. Henry Ford knew life. He may have started only as a mechanic, and made his wealth out of things mechanical. But somewhere he caught the whisperings from human hearts, and he interpreted those whisperings correctly. He knew what was necessary to make efficient workers. And that in accordance with the efficiency of his workers, does he progress? A living wage, hope of independence in old age, healthy surroundings, loving kindness. These were slogans in the Ford factory, and this is the golden rule of life. Be an optimist if you would make the grade, not a foolish optimist. Not the kind that would have you mix matches and gasoline or the kind that would have you send a toddler to fight a bull, but the healthy, sensible, capable kind that makes you see the glint of sunshine everywhere and the flowers that bloom along the way. This spirit will put red blood in your veins, will put determination in your heart, and will make you make the grade. Now, let me mention one last thing in relationship to success. In mathematics we must prove that our deductions and conclusions are correct. Answers to problems do not count in the realm of science unless they bear the searchlight of analysis. In life it is just the same. How to achieve success is the great problem. But who is to know when success is attained? To many, success is a place somewhere. Like a material heaven, it is hard to locate by direction. However, there is one thing for sure. It is neither a city nor a country. It may be a harbor, landlocked and free from storm, but never has a material ship ridden at anchor upon its waves. What then is this prize? Where is this much-sought-for place? How is one to know when the goal has been won? By what process of reason can one prove that he or she has made the grade and has climbed the hill? Why be honest? Why be optimistic? Why have health? Why correctly know values? Why work, laugh, and love? Well, it would seem to me that a correct answer to all these questions can be found in one word. Serving. Do you serve others? Is the acid test to be applied in the soul's laboratory? Women and men achieve success in accordance with the service that they render to the world and to civilization. Material success is impossible unless you serve and your life will be a dismal failure unless you serve." Florence Nightingale, as she bended to her task of nursing the wounded and sick on the battlefield and in the hovels, was climbing the hill. By her serving she made the grade. Today the great profession of nursing, with its white-robed messengers, pays tribute to her memory and every sufferer in the hospital ward anywhere in all the world, blesses and reveres her name. That's success. Walter Reed, when he lay bare his arm to the sting of the mosquito, in order that he might solve the mystery concerning the source from which malaria came, was serving and today the southland and the tropics honor and revere his name. That success. Thomas Edison, toiling in his laboratory hour after hour, oblivious of the flight of time, so anxious was he to wring one more secret from nature's womb, was serving and every incandescent light that mirrors back to the world the sun's rays, and every strain of harmony wafted on the midnight air from the phonograph, are paeans of victory for Edison. That's success. Marconi, as he worked and dreamed, knew the air could be made into a beast of burden, upon whose back the thoughts of humanity could ride at will. He was serving. Today, every wireless message that hums its way around the world is a tribute of praise to Marconi. That's success. Morse, Field, Watts, Vanderbilt, Gould, Ford, Carnegie, And those countless thousands who have climbed to the pinnacle of human achievement have done so because they served. They forgot self, and in their efforts to render service, achieve success. It is utterly impossible to succeed and to achieve in life unless you serve. And in your willingness to render service, is recorded the degree of success that you attain. Civilization progresses only in accordance with the degree of service that women and men are willing to render each other. To simply accumulate money is not success. To do that is simply following out one of humanity's primal instincts of storing up food for a rainy day. There is more to life than the accumulation of gold. To serve your fellow citizens. To advance civilization. To add something to the sum total of human knowledge. To leave something better than you found it. That's success and that's the goal to win. To do this you must climb the hills. You must know the truth and live its tenets. For this reason it is necessary that you have health, that you be an optimist, that you have patience, that you know values, that you have confidence in your undertakings, that you be honest, that you have knowledge, that you be able to concentrate, and that you have initiative. Mix well these ingredients. They constitute the warp and woof of life, and then with faith and loyalty serve. That's success.